It's the never-ending podcast. Ah, the never-ending podcast. Ah, Welcome to the never-ending podcast. podcast, where we talk about the never-ending story movies, which is pretty much implied in the title, I think. Uh, I am one of your two hosts, Sean Holtz, and your other host is here with me as well. Hi, I'm Liz Guterbach. How you doing, guys? And we're here in uh, in London, uh, even though our voices don't sound like it at all. No, mm-hmm. we are uh, crossing the North American, or what was I going to say? Something about crossing the gap? That doesn't make any sense. The ga- we, yeah. came, we came here over the Bering Strait, the yeah, long yeah. way around. <laughs> Absolutely. We're super tired, but we're still ready to talk about movies. We're both oh, terrified. Yeah. We only we only travel via dog sled. So we both <laughs> quickly, we right. waited for a heavy snow and got across the Bering Strait. That's exactly exactly right. Yeah, uh, Sean is Sean is rocking the Canada element of North America, and I'm I'm rocking the American element of the thing that's actually. I mean, that's in my title, I guess. North America, great. I'm 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 doing really well, Sean. Doing yeah. Really well right now. This isn't yeah. awkward at all. It's great. No, it's great. I like <laughs> that we're both wearing our uh, our green sweatshirts. Yeah, and I I feel kind of appropriate i've got a wolf do you know what actually this sweatshirt it's uh manitoba oh manitoba beach saskatchewan i've never been there got it in a in a thrift store manitoba Uh, beach saskatchewan i've never there is not a beach in saskatchewan first of all that is not true (laughs) i was wondering about that i was like are there is there isn't it landlocked (laughs) oh yeah it's fully it's not just landlocked but there's like no water allowed there's like signs there there are the only lake i think that they regina the capital of saskatchewan has the largest of any uh urban city i'm such a child anytime i hear the name the name regina Regina, it's the queen queen elizabeth is elizabeth regina and every time we say actually because my name is elizabeth my brother would sometimes just be like Oh yeah, Elizabeth Regina. <laughs> it's just so childish. Because I think Regina <laughs> just means queen, so I think it's always uh, that might be totally wrong. I don't know. I hope I hope it's right because you said it with such authority. Yeah, I yeah. think our our listeners will probably be able to tell us like, yeah, yeah, it means queen, or 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 it doesn't. I we don't know. <laughs> as 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 a kid though, and as an adult, we anytime I had to visit Regina, which was occasionally, uh, we would only refer to it as the veg. It's been, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's everyone's so on easy. the same page. It the is. comedy writes itself. It's all there ready to go in the form of Regina. <laughs> yeah. Just don't call uh, your city Regina. If you don't want people to do that. <laughs> it's an easy, come on, Canada. What are you doing? Well, yeah. They're trying to be loyal, but it's just is too too vaginal. Excellent. Well, what a, what a way to start. What a way, what a to, great start. way to start a podcast about a kids' movie. I do think it's appropriate though, because you know we're talking about queens and and the princess, and you know we'll we'll get there. That's... And also vast travel across landscapes unknown. You know we we crossed the Bering Strait. Uh, you know. Yeah, and a trade crosses a, all of Fantasia. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so does Bastion, technically, I guess. 
I guess. Uh, I get. It's just I'm annoyed about it because he's he's annoying. I should save my feelings until we actually start talking about the movie. But yeah. So uh, to to let everyone know how this podcast is going to play out, what is going to happen is each episode of this, we're going to be looking at ten minutes of uh, one of the films, and you you may not know if uh, you're listening to this, it, you're just coming in blind. That there are three of these films. There isn't. There isn't just the one. There are two more that uh, Liz has already started watching ahead of me and has nothing but uh, kind things to say about. Oh yeah, that's yep, that's right. Sean is not lying there. I have so many kind things to say, especially about Bastion. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh guys, you're you're in for a treat if you haven't watched two or three. Uh, well, I haven't watched three yet. I watched two and well, we'll just say it's a continuation. <laughs> I, I, I saw the three, I saw the third one as a kid. Um, and I thought I had always thought that there was a TV show based on never ending story because of the, the quality of the production. Um, until just recently, until actually, until we started talking about doing this, I looked back at like, what was that TV show? And then I was like, no, no, that was a film that just looks I like know. a TV show. Uh, the production values. There's so much to talk about, but I think for this for this particular episode, I guess we'll just say there's more to come and there's lots to talk about, guys. And if you do decide to watch uh, two and three, which I hope will inspire you to. Um, <laughs> Watch it with friends so you can laugh your asses off. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. Is, they're they're definitely drinking games in the making, and we'll maybe try and think of some drinking games as we get to there. Oh yeah, it's a great idea. Great idea. Uh, let's start off with uh, with episode one with the first ten minutes of the movie that everyone knows. Uh, I assume if anyone's listening to this podcast, they're not listening to it thinking. <laughs> Should I go watch this? What is, I like to hear uh, hours of conversation about a film before I see it. That's <laughs> that I've never I seen. <laughs> I do like the idea of somebody learning about the movie through us. As egotistical as that is, I'm just like, <laughs> what if? What if we make a whole new generation of of watchers? Um, but I will say, you know, for the Never Ending Story, it has such a huge significance in my childhood because i did watch it a lot so hopefully we can inspire some nostalgia in people and make them uh either watch it again or i don't know tell other people who haven't watched it it does it does it is very difficult for me to believe that nobody's seen this but obviously some people have i've run into a bunch of people haven't and it's crazy to me because there's a group of films that's like never ending story princess bride labyrinth willow that i just assume everyone has seen that are just yes. like, there's like a clump of them, Dark Crystal as well, maybe Legend, that I'm like, yeah, oh, everyone has seen oh, all of those films and loves them. Uh, absolutely. But, you know, I think since we're starting starting at the beginning, as you so often do with movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I like to actually jump to the last. It, it starts from VHS because no one rewinds. I would just watch from wherever it was. Just watch the, la- the last 25 minutes. <laughs> Hop back, watch the 25 minutes before that. Hop back. Wow. Sean, yeah. you, yeah, wow. That's... I like everything <laughs> to, be, to be like Star Wars because the prequels are the best part. So I want to save the prequel to the end. I feel like that's a good idea. Well, in this case, I think probably 
this is this is a bold statement, but the never-ending story opening credits in the first movie, I I'm inclined to say it's almost the best part of the movie. <laughs> there actually really it's like weird space clouds yeah kind of yeah and there's lots of sort of kind of noises and i just there's something about it i think it's partly nostalgia but it's also like you're you're traveling through fantasia a bit i can't I can't mm-hmm. exactly remember the images, but it is the space clouds the whole time. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just focuses yeah. on these really cool clouds and their kind of red and blue lights behind them. Mm. And the song is so good. It's so the song good. Is, like, yeah. it's just killer. And I don't know if any of our listeners have seen the music video, uh, <laughs> but I highly recommend it because yes, the singer. You- the singer who's singing is not who you think it's going to be. <laughs> I could have sworn this would be sung by a lady. I was certain of it. <laughs> and, and it is not. It, it is, is not. A, that is not the case at all. No, it is a man rocking the most beautiful mullet you have ever seen in your entire life. It's an intense mullet. It's an it's amazing mullet. So intense. And there's there's some other videos where they obviously did it for a live show as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I don't know where they did it, but there is a lady who's singing along with him, and they just—I mean, what a time for these people to be alive! They really made <laughs> it. They really did. Uh, yeah. They—they they could not have really this when when this movie was was released. This was the only time that this song could have existed, and this singer could have existed. Like today, so. this couldn't. This this could I not be a thing. No, and I don't know. I don't remember what they. Um, I don't remember what they're called. I don't remember the name of the band, but that's that that's all right. We um yeah, my bold statement is that the opening credits are the best part. It it draws you in. They draw you in. Do you know they were different originally too because this is a German production. The original uh-huh. German credits are just a black background and like a harsh white font. That's so intense. That's yeah. so perfect. <laughs> what did it say? The never-ending story. Like I know yeah. that's so. I'm being such a jerk to Germans. I mean, my German grandparents. I, I feel like they would feel more comfortable with those opening credits. <laughs> I feel like they'd be like, "Yeah, this is this is this is appropriate for for this." You know, we don't need clouds. Yeah, it's very it's very efficient. Uh, I haven't seen, I've only seen stills of a little bit. I haven't seen the whole credits in action, but I assume that they go at a quick pace yeah. with no extra music, just go, 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 go. Maybe just like a little craft work beat. Oh, well, yeah, it could do, it could be that. Or I just imagined like the, um, uh, what's the, the law and order Ching ching, dun, dun, kind dun, of, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just like the never ending story. Dun, dun. <laughs> and then you're into the movie. Like, what? Okay. Well, efficient. Yep. Let's do that. <laughs> like, the original producer was on the dad side of, like, get your head out of the clouds. This is a movie about getting your head out of the clouds. Oh, man. The dad. I mean, yeah. He... Well, we, we can go on to that because that, that's, that's really the first scene in... Well, I guess it's not quite the first scene in the film. The first scene in the film is uh, Bastion waking up like a shot. He just, like sits up like oh, like wakes up from this dream like well yeah because we and so awake 
I guess, I guess the reason is because he was taking that journey through that cloudscape. Oh, you think the opening credits are Bastion's? I know he he says he dreams about his mom, but it could be incorporated into space clouds. I'm taking a leap. I'm 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 going to take a leap, guys. Feel free to disagree with me, but I'm going to go with we were in Bastion's dream about space clouds. And then he wakes up like a shot because it's over. He's like, damn, I really wanted to see that music video. (laughs) (laughs) I want to just dream in credits. I want to dream in credits. uh, Preferably not German credits because they're much shorter. Harsh. Those are a nightmare. Just the intense. And then you wake up and just like, time for work. I'm sorry. Uh, for any Germans listening, we are stereotyping you so hardcore right now. Um, let us know how you feel about that. Or actually, I, I don't. No, don't. Actually, don't. We're going to feel terrible. Keep it to yourselves, Germans. <laughs> keep, it, keep it. Push it down. <laughs> push down those emotions. Oh, dear. <laughs> He, he wakes up in a shot, uh, and then he and then he looks over and he's got a book that he's like falling asleep with on his bed. Um, yeah, and did you, did you see I, what book it was? I didn't, and I actually did look because I'm a nerd like that to see that's, what book it was. But that's why I asked John because he's like, "Here's a man who knows knows how to go into detail." But <laughs> no, I'm thinking I it's like Alice in Wonder and Alice in Wonderland or something. Yeah, well, because he he talks later. I'm getting ahead. Spoiler alert! But oh, I, I love I love the idea of spoiler alert for a movie that's been <laughs> out for like how long? How long has it been out? It, it was also a spoiler for something that happens in the eighth minute of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, eight minutes in ruined, ruined. I'm not going to watch it now. <laughs> It's a completely inconsequential detail. The eighth <laughs> minute of the film. Wow! But then, so what's then your he, spoiler? Uh, oh, just just that he talks to the old man about the books oh, that he's read, and he's got that list gotcha. of books that he goes through. He no, doesn't. You ruined it. Alice Pod, podcast. So. Oh, he does. He doesn't. No. So oh, this, this one. Okay. So maybe if this is Alice in Wonderland, not even a spoiler. Mm. This is one of the other books he's also reading. Right. Uh, and then and then he goes downstairs and we see his dad, your favorite character. Uh, oh, I know. He's, oh, my God. He's just a really harsh, hardcore dreamboat. Uh, anyone, any man who cracks how many eggs? Is it two eggs? Into puts, just orange juice. Just into orange juice. Blends that shit up. <laughs> puts it in a blender and tells his son, get your head out of the clouds. I'm like... My head would never be anywhere else except for reality if I ate, like, had he's a psycho- eggs and he's a psychopath. He's a the craziest, psychopath. I think the craziest thing about the whole egg orange juice situation is he takes the orange juice carton, he pours the carton into a pitcher, then he pours the pitcher into the blender. What an insane... Like, why have all those steps? Why? Okay, Sean, I'll tell you why. It's because this movie, if it was a German production, my my grandparents and my my aunts and uncles, my great aunts and uncles, like you, my my great uncle would get really angry if my great aunt put like the butter 
in its packaging onto the table. Everything had to be decanted and put onto the table in a separate receptacle. Cereal boxes on the table, not allowed. So Bastion's dad (laughs) had to complete that step because the German production team were like, no, he's going to do it the right way. He's got he's got to transfer and then transfer again. <laughs> like and no raw eggs, and then he just blends them into his orange and dr- juice and drinks that shit while berating his son. Yeah. Okay. I've never never met a better father. He's efficient. <laughs> he's 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 direct. He does not mess around. Uh, Bastion is supposed to go out for this swim and he doesn't want to because he has his head in the clouds and i love the because bastion just comes downstairs and he's like i had another dream about mom but he's not upset about it he's not anything and his dad's just like hey stop thinking about her she's already (laughs) dead (laughs) i mean great parenting like oh i don't have any emotions about the fact that i've lost my wife neither should you Time to get oh, and how how old and we we were talking about this, but how how old is Bastion? How old do you think he is? I I feel like because I had that haircut, I had his haircut, um, yeah, and I'm thinking I'm thinking he's I'm thinking he's around eight or nine. Okay, I, like I have no sense. When children I are between six and sixteen. I just have no sense. Uh, the only yeah, way I, I can tell yeah. is I'll hand them a bunch of books and I'll see what their reading level is, and then we can <laughs> then we can nail it down. I just always I mean, carry various reading levels on me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm gonna. I don't think he's eight. I have because I did. I did teach kids at one point. Although when I first started, I was like, "What can you guys do?" I'm like, "I don't." Okay. Um. I. I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna raise that age. I think maybe he's ten or eleven, but okay. he still we did still share the same haircut. I had that haircut for a long time. Uh, it, for those of you who may not have seen the movie for whatever reason, <laughs> he's he's rocking a hardcore bowl cut. It's like fringe, like bangs all the way around your whole head. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's a sight to behold. Uh, young Liz Guterbach being a super cool chick. <laughs> so what, ten, what yeah. why why did why did you did you want the bull cut or were your parents just like you keep screwing up your hair so we're just going to give you the easiest to deal with situation here i definitely did cut my hair at one point i think when i was i think when i was really small when i was like six i think i took scissors to my own hair and then they had to just cut it all off <laughs> um but that that stayed for a long time you can see there's some pictures like I think if you check my twitter then you can see it when it's grown out um and it's more or less to say I still have the bangs I still have the the fringe um yeah I I don't know I don't know why I think it was just like typical little girl's haircut i think there's actually a lot of girls who had a bowl cut for a really long time and i i think we're stronger for it i think we're stronger (laughs) yeah i think it shaped us into the 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 women that we are now (laughs) that that would explain bastion's bowl cut because his dad's just about strength so if that's the haircut but the the thing is 
it doesn't explain why Bastion's still a little bitch. Yeah, he. Sorry, I shouldn't. Sorry, that's really hardcore. That's how I feel about him. He is though, and everyone he thinks is. so. <laughs> right from the beginning, because his dad's like, "All right, first of all, yeah, he is eleven, and his dad's like, enough daydreaming." It's his dad's very industrial revolution with his parenting. Yeah. He's like, time to get into the factories, get a job already, get a wife, get <laughs> get living. I feel I feel bad though because I realize, you know, what are the reasons that I don't like Bastion? Because he's emotional, because he's earnest, because he says his feelings as he says them. These are all good things for little boys to be doing. But in my warped mind at You're the like, time. I'm just like, what's he doing? What is he? Whoa, man up, man. That's absolutely the antithesis of what I believe. But for some reason, Bastion just ignites this fury in me where I'm like, grow up, man up. Like, I don't want my men to be like that. I want, <laughs> I want loving, kind, wonderful, well-rounded, emotional beings. Because I know, so, just not Bastion. I'm just like, no, everyone except you. Terrible. Would eleven year old Liz have been friends with Bastion? Like, would you have been friends with the bullies? Would you have been throwing him in the garbage can? Oh no, I one one hundred percent would have been friends with Bastion, which is why I hate him. We hate uh, the people. I I I I've sort of this logic: the people that we dislike the most. Well, this is a little bold, but I think the qualities we see in someone that annoy us the most are probably qualities that we also have, and that's why they annoy us. Because right. I always, I think I, I identify with Bastion on a on a big level because I like, I always felt too emotional. I always felt like I was a little bit too much, and I was always being told to like calm down and, you know, right. Yeah. So there's there's some there's something in that. I definitely would have tried to protect Bastion. I was someone in school who like, I had a very strong sense of what was right and what was wrong, and I would try and protect my friends from bullies. So yeah. See, I, I feel like I, I was that in elementary school and then yeah. junior high, high school, I kind of went the other way a bit where I, it was yeah. more like, what, what could be funny? And then you didn't really think about who the funny thing uh, impacted. You just thought, is this going to be funny for most people? Yeah, I think I, I, I think in elementary school, I was definitely like, this is wrong and this is right and I'll protect mm. you. And then junior high, I was still a big nerd in, in, in junior high. I, I feel like I only came into my own like junior year in high school. So I guess just for any of our uh, British listeners, that's going to be like 15, 16 years old. Right, I think yeah. I was like, I never really owned the fact that I, that I had lots of friends and I was kind of, I wasn't really bullied necessarily, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I really came into my own at about 38. <laughs> when I finally got a sense of who I, I mean, was. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that, man. I'm just like, all oh, right. Okay. I'm, you know, I, I know who I am now. It only took 37 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 feel I, you. <laughs> I woke up at 38 and was like, okay this isn't so hard i get this now i know how to make fun of people without hurting them <laughs> <laughs> if only i had Excellent. this down 20 years ago the good thing is is we can now both direct our rage inappropriate as it may be at bastion yeah yeah directly at, at and everyone in this film and his dad is he really is we we can't overstate what a terrible parent that he is oh he's awful absolutely awful like 
telling your kid, like, just get over your dead mom, uh, mm. have some eggs, join the swim team, and stop reading. He's basically telling the kid, like, get stop out of reading. Those books. And he's like, oh, you wanna, you wanted to have horse lessons? Well, uh, you're scared of horses, you pussy. So forget <laughs> it. He's so mean. It's awful. That so poor mean. kid. It's like, like no oh, wonder yeah, those horse lessons you wanted. Well, you're too scared to get on them, so you can't have them. It's so awful. It's like, I mean, horses are scary. I, I. I love horses and I love animals and I majority of my experiences with horses because I did ride horses as a little kid. I think um, it's a, it's a, they're, they're, they're beasts. They're, you know, and some people feel really uncomfortable around them, but animals can tell when you're scared. And I feel like Bastion wouldn't have had somebody to be like, okay, kiddo, you know, it's just like, Let's get comfortable with this. It wouldn't be sort of softly, softly kind of riding lesson to be like, get on, rule the animal. And like his dad on the side going, come on, you little bitch, ride it. <laughs> he's just like, I don't, this is not fun, dad. <laughs> so maybe his dad is protecting him. And he's also, his, he, his dad is like, um, oh, so you're drawing horses. And Bastion's like, no unicorns. And his dad's like, what? And Bastion's just like, you wouldn't understand what unicorns are. Oh man, I forgot about the unicorns part. I, so when I was re-watching this and he said, unicorns, they're unicorns. I was like, Bastion, I am Bastion. Like I, there's a reason why I identified with this kid. This, also, my, I should say my brother, my brother would cap on Bastion all the time. But I think part of me as a little kid was going, but he's me, <laughs> he's me. <laughs> But yeah, I used to draw unicorns. Unicorns are my favorite animal, 100%. Yeah. And I know that's like cool and trendy now, but you guys, I am the uni- I'm the hipster of unicorns. Way back in the day them. before it I was I liked cool. them first, man. Yeah. Yeah, before they yeah. were in. But what, back when My Little Pony was just ponies. Yeah, dude. I didn't like My Little Pony because they looked like unicorns but weren't. Mm. Yeah, unicorns Sorry. without the horns. There should really Get be a, a horn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, it's he's like, his dad can't understand anything that is like fantasy or in the realm he, of imagination. A tiny bit of a ima- he, he has never spoken to children, uh, it seems, before this day. It's like you live with one, dude. <laughs> he only has dealt in the world of business. I, I can picture like Bastion's mom died the day before. And this is his first time dealing with. <laughs> oh, that's such an awful, sad idea. But I have a feeling you're right. <laughs> first morning alone with him. And he's like, all right, buck up. She's not here anymore. Time for us to deal with life ourselves. I feel like the day she died was the day that he forgot to decant the orange juice into the first receptacle and then put it in the other one. And he's like, this cannot continue. We're back to our regular scheduled program the next day. Oh, that's so dark. <laughs> no more mess- messing around. Uh, so no then a- after the, the breakfast situation, uh, Bastion goes out into the world and his dad's like, uh, don't be late for school again. And he's like, I wasn't late for school uh, like the day before. And so oh. he goes off and then uh, into the streets of Gastown, Vancouver. And- oh, is that where they are? I wondered where they were. 
They are where they are is Gastown's is part of Vancouver. That's just, it's between Hastings, which is like methadone. Um, it's pretty intense. They have, uh, all the homeless people do like these, uh, like this homeless market. Everyone puts all the stuff that they've kind of picked out of whatever, or like collected up onto little blankets. And then there's like this whole sidewalk of those along, uh, Hastings, which is like these methadone clinics, kind of a rough area. And then, two neighborhoods down is Cole Harbor, which is like richest area. One of the richest areas in Vancouver. That's just like just pure uh, white collar business. And it's like, it shuts down basically on the weekend because no one's there anymore. Right. It's just business. And then in between those two is Gastown, which is like just hipsterist hipster stuff. Like if there was a Canadian Banksy, that's where he would do his art. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that that's where all of this is filmed. So that's where everyone goes on dates there. Uh, any friends I had that were servers worked in Gastown. Um, right. it's, yeah, it's everything is like food that you don't understand. It's like the place that I first had uh, charbroiled Brussels sprouts. Oh, that sounds good because usually Brussels sprouts are not well cooked. I thought I hated them. Yeah. Uh, and then I had them just because I am a very, very picky eater. Oh. Just absurdly picky. And I was out with people and they and there was nothing on the menu for me. And so I was just like, oh, just get whatever and maybe I'll try some of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, they got the Brussels sprouts and I was like, oh, these, oh, are, these are fantastic. I mean, that is, that's adventurous. And considering the adventure that... Uh, that Bastion ends up on. I feel like it's appropriate. It's like you tried Brussels sprouts. He, well, he, he gets thrown into a dumpster. Yeah. But it's, Not, uh, yeah. I, I mostly bring up the whole Vancouver because it's, it's so interesting to me because I grew up in Calgary where there's like no Superman three was filmed there. The worst Superman, but that's like <laughs> all that was filmed inside the city. So whenever I see a city, now we live in London, half the movies are based here. Yeah. But, when I see like, oh, I've been on that street. It's really exciting for me. Well, it's like, uh, what, what's that Polly Shore movie? Um, uh, Son-in-law is filmed near uh, Visalia in California where I Polly grew Shore up. Movie. I mean, Son-in-law is a good movie. It's a weird good movie. And like, I, I actually, I may take that back upon rewatch, but... But yeah, that it was it was filmed uh, very near to where I grew up, and it's one of those things. I think that is the main reason I watched the movie and think it's at all good in any way because <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's where we lived. Yeah, yeah, I watched Super Superman three. It's terrible. Have you seen Superman three with I'm, Richard I, Pryor? Richard Pryor's in it. Yeah, it's weird. It is <laughs> very not Superman. No, I have not seen it. And I will say, for, oh, this is this is controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Superman is my least favorite superhero. Really? I love Superman. I, why, why, I, why, don't, why don't you like him? I'm a Batman. I'm a Batman girl. Okay. I, and I know, I, I think there's something, there's the real, the, the realism element of it that I just, I don't know. I... I he's like kind of the bastion of super. He's the earnest. Who is? Oh yeah. Superman. Oh, yeah. oh Superman yeah. is, he's too clean cut for me. I don't like clean cut uh, superheroes. I like superheroes with a, with a little bit of an edge or a, or a backstory kind of like that. I also think my, 
superhero tastes were formed early on because I watched um, the original Batman, Tim Burton Batman. Um, right. You know, I, I I guess original Batman is like the 1960s show where he's the Adam gross. West, but original yeah, yeah. for our generation. Original for our generation is Tim Burton, and there's something that I really liked about that, um, and that just sort of stuck with me. But actually, bigger than that was Batman the animated series. That was oh my goodness, yeah. I grew up with uh, Batman the animated series. Was I was just insane for that for that oh, show. Yeah. I still so think- great. Yeah, Kevin Conroy's voice is Batman, and oh, oh yeah, Mark Hamill's Riddler is the, every other Riddler. I'm like eh, Joker, right. Joker, 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 Joker. Sorry, sorry, yeah yeah, 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 Joker, not Riddler. We can yeah. re-record that part if you want, just so <laughs> nobody knows that you made that mistake. Embarrassing mistake to make. That's a pretty embarrassing mistake to make. Now, I the slip of the tongue, but um, uh, one that I will never forget. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I mean formative those things stick with you which is why we're even talking about the running story because this is like when i was a little little kid watching this movie those things stick with you and then you just form your form your opinions based on all that um but uh yeah so he's he's in he's in gastown and he runs into the bullies yeah uh, chase him down the alleyway oh and those bullies the um, there's no other way to say this. Like the, the fat one in the middle with the teeth. He's just right. like, I mean, those kids, as soon as I saw it, when I was rewatching the movie, as soon as I saw them come up, it's like all this stuff is so burned into my memory. It's almost like my, uh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm rewatching this movie, but I don't even have to because I remember it so well. And those bullies' mm-hmm. faces, like they're just, oh, they're such jerks. And they just chase them around. And the other thing is, so it's like they go back for him. It's yeah, so, yeah. It's so even, sinister. Because they chase him into the garbage can. And I did laugh at the one bully because um, they chase him and he jumps into the garbage can. And then the one's like, I wonder if the chicken will lay an egg in there. Oh man, which is kind of a clever thing for a bully to say, I think. It is. A and especially bit. because for some reason there is like chicken bedding in the Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, car, a it's a trash can filled with straw. It's a very it's, comfortable I know. Uh, garbage uh, dumpster. Some of the Germans were like, "Well, we need to make him comfortable." You <laughs> <laughs> can't get hurt. <laughs> I love also again sorry Germans for our accent and all that but I'm just thinking somebody somebody's like well we want to make it look dirty well put some hay in there or some straw it almost looks like paper but in any case those bullies and they sort of hit the hit the top of the dumpster once he's in there which is super mm-hmm. unpleasant and then he kind of sneaks out comes out goes back out onto the street and they're like we didn't tell you could get out of there. Get back in the, like they were just waiting for him to come back. And he's not again. Not again. Not again. He has this way of talking that my brother and I just used to make so much fun of. Because he, he says it two or three times. He says well, everything two or three times. We will go over this in detail. He's, he's like repetition. Uh, uh, he repeats things. So not again. Not again. Come on, Bastion. Just maybe the reason they beat you up is because you say things 40 times. It does kind of make you want to throw them into a dumpster. 
I know. I'm sorry. Again, I do not encourage bullying. And Bastion is, you know, let him have his feelings if this were real life, but it's a movie. Come on. Yeah. Oh, Bastion. And then Bastion uh, runs into the bookstop, uh, yeah. the, the bookstore, which I've been in that bookstore in real life. That's crazy. And, and, and is it's, it still, uh, it's in Gastown? It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's kind of a, I don't know if it's officially, Vancouver's a weird city that's, it's only like 50 blocks wide. Um, oh. So every block is like its whole own little ecosystem, it seems. Okay. And they're very yeah. like, very specific about their weird little borders, especially somewhere as hipstery as Gastown is like, Gastown ends here. This is no longer Gastown. Just these three things are Gastown. <laughs> so weird. <clears throat> it, it's a strange, uh, it's, it's a, it's a weird city, but uh, yeah, I've been, I've been in, into the bookstore and it, uh, they're, they're very clever with their shots. It really, it just looks like a bookstore. It's kind of worth okay. going if you're a never ending story nerd, because uh, you can so picture it being the setting for this. Cause they are everywhere. Like there's no rhyme or reason to the books. It seems. Yeah. I mean, it looks absolutely palatial uh, in the, in the movie. It's it's pretty small. It's kind of one tight. It's about the size of any normal used bookstore. But to its credit, there were a lot of kind of like fancy looking, leathery, old timey books in there that seemed too fancy. For, I didn't even look at them. I was like too fancy. I'm just laughing gonna, at the fact that there might be an average sized used bookstore somewhere that's like the barometer for how big they all are. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't. I figure like like oh, a like this is, like this is about average. This is this is the size that I would expect. What? <laughs> One bookstore. It's a measure a term of measurement in the commercial sales world. Uh it's about one and a half bookstores, I'll say. <laughs> one and a half used bookstores, I think you'll find. <laughs> yeah, oh yes. Very you gotta different. get the the stress this not yeah. your nerve. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it's like six used bookstores to a that, bookstore. Okay, right, great. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's you know, it's it's got that lovely feel like something special is going to happen. I feel like the the set decorators, the designers kind of captured that. You're like, oh, what's this going to be? Does it feel like that when you're in the bookstore now? Uh, it feels like, <laughs> you know how you go in a used bookstore and it's like, they obviously have so much more stuff than they do space. Yeah, sure. They're just trying to find any tiny, I think if you own any sort of used thing, you're kind of a pack rat. Probably. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so and you have like a very specific sense. You have a specific sense of measurement relative to the space in which you can Put it. Sorry, I was trying to yeah. go back to the, the, no, they, 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 the. They would way. know that they had one used bookstore worth of space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and they would know exactly the size that that is. <laughs> universal. Now, when when Bastion walks into this place, well, you just I felt I felt his relief as they all run past. I'm like, okay, little kid, you're smart because he because mm -hmm. he he gets chased down the street again, and then. Waltz is into, well, I say Waltz, it's like he's Dasha. Dasha is like, I've just been Lots. bullied. Here we go. Great. Oh, I'm hidden now. No, but he, <laughs> I really felt a sense of his relief and he watches them go by and you're like, okay, good, good, good call, kid. That was, that was smart. I'll give Bastion credit for that move. And then he's immediately told to get the hell out again. <laughs> yeah. And then the bookstore guy's like, I hate kids. 
Yeah. I don't like children. Get over to the arcade. Uh, yeah. We have books, and he's real jerk. We have little rectangles called books. Oh, he's really condescending. He's he really is, yeah. mean. Yeah, super mean. And then um, he's, he's impressed because Bastion has 186 books. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. And he counts them out. He's just like, I have 186, and he's super earnest. This is when Bastion is actually super cute because you're just like, oh, you're – you're a nice little kid and you're smart and you're being bullied by your dad and everybody else because and you're... this bookstore guy now that and you this second ago. <laughs> poor Bashi. He's just bullied he just by everybody. It, uh, like his dad, he's just like, all right. And then the bullies even, he's not like really hurt by it. He's just like, uh, here's this thing happening to me now. And then exactly. this guy, he's just like, well, you're being a jerk, but like, he's not cowed by any of this. He's just like, here we go. Yeah. And like, then, this is what happens. And then you have that sort of obviously pivotal moment where, you know, they chat for a little bit. And then I think the dude is like, okay, you, so you do read. Cool. And then Bash is like, oh, what's, what's that book that you're reading? Uh, and so that, then he looks at the book and that brings us to 10 minutes. So uh, we find out next time, I guess, if, he takes the book or he reads the book or I don't know. He pees on the book. He's not spoiler alert. Everybody spoiler alert. He doesn't pee on the book. You'll have to come back next time to find out what happens. Uh, Something's going to happen with that book. Um, uh, but come back next week. Um, we're going to talk more about never ending story. And he, he does pick up the book. Okay, yeah, he does. He does. Doesn't pee so, on it, but he picks it up, dudes. So come back next time. Thanks right. for listening. Thanks for listening.